Don't be like him. Boy, he was such a bad apple, Hillary Clinton says. He dragged this process out. He and his supporters were so mean to me, completely forgetting how horrible her and her supporters were to Barack Obama in the 2008 election after she lost that nomination. That only a small number of police officers are responsible for the vast majority of allegations and convictions of police misconduct. So it's very important to have access to that data, that information, to know who those potential bad apples are. And you always have a bad apple no matter where you go. You have bad apples and uh, there are not too many of them. And I can tell you there are not too many of them in the police department. It's not enough to be competent and committed. Your leaders have to trust you. Likewise, subordinates must trust that leaders will underwrite their mistakes made with honest intent. There's no room for a bad apple here. And there's definitely no room for a bad barrel either. <laughs> G'day you mob and welcome to Aussie English. I am your host Pete and my objective here is to teach you guys the English spoken down under. So whether you want to sound like a fair dinkum Aussie or you just want to understand what the flipping hell we're on about when we're having a yarn, you've come to the right place. So sit back, grab a cuppa and enjoy Aussie English. Let's go. Alrighty guys, how's it going? Welcome to this episode of Aussie English. This is the number one place for anyone and everyone wanting to learn Australian English. But don't panic. If that's not your thing, if you're not a an Australiophile, you'll still learn English with this podcast. So guys, welcome back. If it is your first time listening, it is great to have you here. Sit back, relax, grab a cuppa and uh, enjoy this episode. And if you are a return listener or viewer... Thank you so much for coming back. I should say, you won't be a uh, first-time viewer of this, I imagine, or at least the majority of you, because this episode, this expression episode video is for members only, okay? So, a little plug here at the start. If you would like access to the video episodes that go with these expression episodes where you'll see vocabulary on screen, you will see uh, short videos explaining the kinds of things that I'm talking about. It's, it's just a more engaging learning process. This is the kind of thing that I would use when learning Portuguese or French because I'm a visual learner. So, if that's your thing, sign up for either the premium podcast membership or the academy membership so that you can get access to all of these podcast videos for the expression episodes. All right, plug aside. Guys, it's great to have you here. Um, I have just recorded an update episode, a little Walking with Pete episode. And I said in that episode, I, I need to change the name for these because I'm no longer sort of commuting and walking around all the time. I'm sitting here in the desk recording these. So, it's sort of- um, it doesn't make sense to call it Walking with Pete. So, again, if you have any suggestions for what you reckon I should call these episodes where I give you updates, I talk about my life, we talk about English learning, all that sort of stuff, let me know. It is a sort of chilly day here today in Kerr Lewis. I'm looking out the window and it is sort of overcast, pretty grey. You know, the sun is definitely not out. Uh, it was raining on and off before, but it was just light, a light shower. It wasn't raining cats and dogs, right? It was, it was okay, but I don't mind these days. I don't mind these days. They're sort of, they're kind of nice. They're kind of nice. Anyway, let's jump into today's episode. I'm going to give you a joke. I'm going to teach you an expression. We'll go through the origin of the expression, some examples, a pronunciation exercise, and then a fact, and then we'll finish up, okay? 
let's start with the joke. So, the joke is, what kind of apple isn't an apple? Hmm. What kind of apple isn't an apple? A pineapple. That's <laughs> horrible. I know, horrible, right? But a pineapple, I don't- I, I wonder- I, I should have looked this up. I'm not sure you guys probably know. Is a pineapple technically a fruit or is it a herb? Like a banana is technically a herb, it's not a fruit. And say a tomato isn't a vegetable, it's actually a fruit. But is a pineapple a fruit? Is it the stem of a plant? But it's definitely not an apple. But yeah, so that's the joke, guys. What kind of apple isn't an apple? A pineapple. It's also probably not a pine, right? A pineapple is probably not a pine. Anyway, not sure if that's a joke or a riddle. You'll have to- um. You'll have to tell me. What do you reckon? Is that a joke? Is it a ha-ha joke? Or is it a riddle where it's like, what kind of X is and is this? And, and then you've got to try and think of the answer. Anyway, so today's expression is a bad apple. A bad apple. I wonder if you've heard this expression before in English. That guy's a bit of a bad apple. Hmm, bad apple. Before we dive into the expression and what it means, let's go through the words in the expression and define those. So, bad. This is an adjective, right? It means of poor quality or of a low standard. So, if I buy a new phone and it is not good, it's of poor quality, it's of a low standard, it is a bad phone. But we can also use this to mean not such as to be hopeful or desired, right? Unpleasant or unwelcome. So, I guess what happened was really bad, right? It, it wasn't what we wanted. It, it wasn't what we desired. It was really bad, like bad news, right? It's not that the news is of poor quality. <laughs> it can be really good news uh, in that it's good quality news, but it could be bad news. So, good bad news. The last one here is obviously an apple, right? What is an apple? An apple is the round fruit of a tree of the rose family. Could you believe it? In the rose family. And it is typically green or red and it um, has really crisp flesh. So, I wonder if you guys like apples. And I wonder if you know of an Australian apple that's really famous that we may be talking about at the end of this episode. But it is definitely one of my favourite apples. So, the expression, guys, a bad apple, if someone is a bad apple, they are a person who creates problems or causes trouble for others. Um, it could be a member of a group whose behaviour reflects poorly or negatively and um, affects or influences the rest of the group, right? A bad apple. Now, when I was looking up the origin, this is an old one. Apparently, this idea of a bad apple dates back in English to the, th the 14th century, 1340 apparently. The bad apples metaphor originates from the proverb, a rotten apple quickly infects its neighbour, right? Which was first recorded in 1340. The proverb was then rephrased by Benjamin Franklin in his uh, Poor Richard's Almanac in 1736, where he stated the rotten apple spoils his companion. So, the phrase was then popularised by sermons during the 19th century, claiming as one bad apple spoils the others, so you must show no quarter to sin or sinners, right? So, I guess the idea there being that if a certain person is a bad apple, be careful because the people they're close to, they will 
you know, infect, they'll ruin, they will cause to also be bad. So, in order to avoid sin and sinners, you got to keep away from those bad apples. So, let's go through some examples. Here are three examples of how I would use the expression a bad apple, okay? So, imagine you come from a really big family. There's a large number of children, right? You've got five brothers and three sisters. All of you tend to be pretty good kids. You know, you're caring, you're nice, you're thoughtful. But one of the girls is actually really nasty. She's a real bully to her sisters and her brothers. So, she's always teasing them. She's always taking their things, hiding their toys, breaking their stuff, and just being an all-round, you know, nasty person. So, your parents might get to the point where they finally decide to do something to prevent her becoming a bad apple in the future, right? Maybe they need to um, rein her in. They need to control her behavior. They need to put her on the straight and narrow. They need her to behave herself. So, they try and nip the problem in the bud and stop her becoming a bad apple. Example number two, imagine you're a footy player and, you know, you've trained all your life to be able to play for a team like the Bombers or the Blues, right? AFL football, Australian Football League. So, the Bombers are from Essendon, the Blues are from Carlton. Um, So, you've been training, you'd love to play for one of these old original teams that have been, you know, around for 100 years or so. You get drafted and your dreams come true, right? Drafted is where you get selected um, by the team to be able to play for the team. You're drafted onto the team. So, after training for a few months, though, your life sort of turns into a living hell because a bunch of the players on the team are absolutely horrible, right? They're bullies. They're nasty. They are really malicious and conniving. They're constantly beating you down, whether physically or emotionally, you know, bullying you, um, but just saying horrible things to you. Those guys on the team are bad apples and the coach has to get them to pull their heads in. He has to try and pull them into line and get them on the straight and narrow, get them to behave like adults, because if not, they're going to stay bad apples. The third example here is imagine you're an apple farmer with a huge orchard, right? An orchard is a place where you have a lot of fruit trees that are growing fruit. That is the sort of, I guess, collective noun for a bunch of fruit trees. It is an orchard. Harvest day comes along and you get all your family and all the workers on the farm to come out into the orchard and start picking apples, as many as they can pick, right? You pack them into your containers to ship off to supermarkets where they get sold and you hope they get there as soon as possible because if they sit too long in the containers, they could rot and it just takes one bad apple to spoil the the entire container, right? It takes one bad apple to spoil the bunch. So, fingers crossed, there are no bad apples in your um, harvest, right, from the orchard. So, there you go, guys. Hopefully, now you understand the expression a bad apple. This is, it could be literally an apple that is rotten. It's gone bad, right? You can't eat it. It's perished. It is off. But it can be used figuratively for a person who creates problems or causes trouble um, for other people, right? It could be the member of a group whose behavior reflects poorly on or negatively affects or influences the rest of the group, okay? A bad apple. Hopefully, you guys aren't bad apples and hopefully, you don't have any bad apples around you. 
So, let's have another listen, guys, to the clips from the start of this episode where you will hear this expression being used. See if you can hear now how it's being used and what they're saying. Let's go. Don't be like him. Boy, he was such a bad apple, Hillary Clinton says. He dragged this process out. He and his supporters were so mean to me, completely forgetting how horrible her and her supporters were to Barack Obama in the 2008 election after she lost that nomination. That only a small number of police officers are responsible for the vast majority of allegations and convictions of police misconduct. So it's very important to have access to that data, that information, to know who those potential bad apples are. And you always have a bad apple no matter where you go. You have bad apples and uh, there are not too many of them. And I can tell you there are not too many of them in the police department. It's not enough to be competent and committed. Your leaders have to trust you. Likewise, subordinates must trust that leaders will underwrite their mistakes made with honest intent. There's no room for a bad apple here. And there's definitely no room for a bad barrel either. All right, guys, now let's get into the listen and repeat exercise for this episode, okay? So, as always, just listen and repeat after me. A. A bad. A bad apple. 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 I'm a bad apple. You're a bad apple. He's a bad apple. She's a bad apple. We're a bad apple. They're a bad apple. It's a bad apple. Good work, guys. Man, now there are a few things in there that I think you will have noticed, right, with regards to pronunciation and pronunciation changes. The first one is notice how the word a changes into just a or even uh, right? It could become the schwa sound. So, a bad apple. A bad apple could be a bad apple or a bad apple, a bad apple. The other thing there is notice in the, the phrases when I'm saying I'm a bad apple, you're a bad apple, he's a bad apple. Notice how the contracted auxiliary verb, so am, are, is, they're contracted onto the pronouns I, you, he, she, we, they, it. Notice how they link to the word Ah, I'm a, I'm a, you're a, you're a, he's a, he's a. And then lastly, I wonder if you hear a strong D sound at the end of the word bad when I link it to the word apple. So, you aren't going to hear a D sound, you're going to hear a T flap or D flap sound where the tongue flicks across the top of the roof of the mouth and it's not a sound, it's more of a okay? So, you'll hear a bad apple, a bad apple, apple. Yeah, it's almost like an R kind of sound, right? A bad apple. And that's because there are vowels on either side of the D, okay? So, that is why we're turning that D into a D or T flap. 
So, guys, don't forget, if you are trying to improve your Australian pronunciation, the best thing that I can recommend for you is to get access to, to purchase my pronunciation course, okay? You will learn how to pronounce all of the different vowels, the different consonants. You'll learn how to use the International Phonetic Alphabet so that you can pick up a dictionary, see the IPA in the dictionary for how the word should be pronounced where the emphasis should be, everything like that. And you'll also get access to the 25 new advanced lessons where you'll learn things like how to say the syllabic N, the syllabic L, the Australian R. There are loads of lessons in there if you are trying to perfect your Aussie accent, okay? So, go check that out. Now, I promised at the start that I would tell you a little fact about my favourite Australian apple. And I wonder if you guys know which apple I'm talking about. It's the Granny Smith, the Granny Smith apple. You will see these in Woolies and Coles, you know, they will be obviously in the veggie or fruit um, part of the store, but you'll often see these. And I believe they are, from memory, uh, green and red on the outside. They're about the size of your fist. Amazing apples, really, really sweet. They're not as sort of tart and bitter as some of the other apples or bitter, sour, I guess I want to say sour. So, the story of the Granny Smith apple, I find this really interesting. I I was wondering, who the hell is Granny Smith? Was it an actual person? It turns out it is. So, the Granny Smith is a type of apple cultivar that originated in Australia in 1868 in a suburb called Eastwood in New South Wales, which is now part of Sydney. It's named after a lady called Maria Ann Smith, who was nicknamed Granny Um, being around 69 years old at the time. So, she became known as Granny Smith and she's the one who propagated the Granny Smith apple from a single seedling. So, she'd migrated to Australia from a place called Beckley in East Sussex in England in 1839 with her husband Thomas and they purchased a small orchard in the area in 1855-56 where they began to cultivate fruit. So, the first description of the origin of the Granny Smith apple wasn't published until the year 1924 when a local historian who had interviewed two men who had known Granny Smith had his account of the apple's origins first published in Farmer and Settler. So, before that, no one knew where the Granny Smith apple had come from. It took until 1924 Um, decades later for them to actually get the full story. So, one of the two interviewees recalled that in the year 1868, when he was 12 years old, he and his father had been invited to Smith's farm to inspect a chance seedling that had sprung near a creek. So, it had appeared near a small river, a very small river, a creek. Smith had just dumped the seedling there amongst some ferns and the remains of French crab apples that had been grown in Tasmania. Another story was that Smith had been testing French crab apples for cooking and throwing the apple cores out the window while she worked. She then discovered that the new cultivar had grown up beneath the kitchen windowsill. That sounds a little too good to be true. Whatever the story is, Granny Smith took it upon herself to propagate the new cultivar on her property after discovering how good the apples were for both cooking and general consumption. They had all the appearances of a cooking apple, but weren't as tart, instead being sweet and crisp to eat. As a result, 
She took a stall at Sydney's George Street Market to sell her discovery to the public, where the apples stored exceptionally well and became popular and once a week sold her produce there. So, the Granny Smith apple is thought to have been a hybrid of the European wild apple and the domestic apple. And the fruit is hard with a green skin, crispy, juicy flesh and an acidic and tart flavour. It's often used in baking, particularly pies, where it can be sweetened. And it's ready for picking in the months of March and April and is available in stores all year round. So, there you go, guys. If you haven't tried a Granny Smith apple, I recommend that you rush down to Woolies or to Coles. Get your hands on a bunch of these apples. Don't let them become bad apples. And let me know what you think. Anyway, I hope you enjoy this episode, guys. And I'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.